If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Bitch, I know Jesus love me, ho, but do he love you? you? Now, that's a message, okay? You could call it a dog whistle because it's Jocelyn Hernandez saying it. So I feel like that's appropriate to call it a <laughs> dog whistle. Uh, wow. But it's a message to those that need to hear it. Based on the scripture that's my favorite and yours, which is Proverbs twenty six seventeen, And we're going to take it from the, uh, the English version, which says, whoever meddles in a quarrel, not his own is like one who takes a passing dog by the ears. We could take it to the King James Version. He that passes by and meddleth with strife belonging not to him is like one that taketh a dog by the ears. F. And then we could take it and speak it in Dustin Version, right? Which is my pen tweet has been my pen tweet for years. Don't start no shit. It won't be no shit. Proverbs 26, okay. 17. Now, this is a message out to all you fools, you white fools, because these were white folks that was cutting up this week, who have been going against the grain. I just talked to y'all asses last week at the top of the show and told you to watch your back, your front, and your side to side at these pride events and these large group gatherings, because you see... They calling themselves storming libraries with the drag queens greeting the little kids. They stormed a pride event somewhere in, I believe it was Idaho, <laughs> Montana, somewhere where I ain't never been. There was a pride mm-hmm. event uh, that these people, <laughs> these white proud boys then stormed. I didn't told you. So you let their asses know. What what is she saying? This what you this what you tell them when they be on the side of the road with them picket signs and all that <laughs> shit. This what you tell them. You tell them just like Jose said. Bitch, I know Jesus loves me, <laughs> but do he love you? Okay, that's what you let them know. And then you tell okay. them, I said, Proverbs 26, 17, don't start no shit, it won't be no shit. Then you back out. You crack their ass, dead in their okay. mouth, and in their eyeballs, hit them hard as you can. Think about shit you've been mad about since you was a child. Your mom and them made you mad. You never really got a chance to address it. Pow! Right in the face of whoever comes in your way and in your path this pride. This is a pride of strength and fist balled up. I just want that message to be told. You got to stand up for yourself. Hit it, girl. Stand up. That's what you got to do. Okay. With that being said, and I said, I like to welcome everybody to the friend zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental hygiene, and mental. I'll beat your ass. You try me at a public event. Who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Hey, Sante. Hey, friend. How y'all doing? I'm good. Doing How are y'all right. doing today? Doing Feeling all right. Feisty? Doing all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's been hot outside, so it's been nice. Oh, it has so been hot jealous. outside. 
You sound like Tegan and Sarah. Shout out to Tegan and Sarah. They got a song and an album called So Jealous. That is fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> Only you. <laughs> so Jealous. As soon as I heard it, I was like, ding. Yeah. Wait, how but, hot has it been? Like 80s, 90s hot? Or is it like getting there? Early. Oh. Light, um, lower 80s. I was about to say so, early 80s. <laughs> so everybody's outside just living. Mm-hmm. Oh, street Everybody fairs on their are popping. Yep. Bottoms of their feet dirty. Yep. <laughs> That's been a thing too. I can't stand I that miss shit. Y'all. I miss I you miss too because your bottom of your feet was never dirty when you Ever. lived here. And you was in a sandal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not in the sandals. <laughs> so let's jump into this week's black business, which Dustin has for us. <clears throat> I sure do, and I'm so excited to share it. So everybody knows that we're just coming off of a historical um, Tony Awards where my girl, Jennifer Hudson, was crowned EGOT, hey. which I always knew and saw for her. Give it up, I thought black of you excellence. Immediately when I heard it, I was like, Each oh, I know time. Justin. Thank you. Is going Absolutely crazy. why. You know why? Because it proves <laughs> once again. I was right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what it proves. She is. She isn't. She is. She is. She is so many things. She's literally excellence personified now because she's a fucking e guy. But anyway, it was a historic night at the Tony Awards. I know there's a lot of attention on Broadway right now, so I figure what better place for for it to go than to the outlet that is created for us by us to share news that matters to us related to Broadway. Broadwayblack.com which is um, owned and operated by the CEO, my man, Drew Shade. Okay, Okay, that's one of my brothers, goddammit. Family to the show. Fuck a friend to the show. That's family to the show. However, he has something to say. So we just had the Tony Awards, right? Drew is doing his second annual Antonio Awards, okay? Which, as you can tell by the name, focuses on the black shit. Okay, related (laughs) to Broadway and the Tony Awards, right? It's our night. You know, we always have uh, uh, a sentiment that has been reverberating for years throughout our community of if you know if you that they don't give it to you then make your own god damn it so drew made his own um fully supported by a-list members of the black community of the black broadway community people like titus burgess people like andre day like the big heavy hitters they are supporting this event and the nomination ceremony is actually coming up uh for the 2021 2022 awards year cycle and it is on june 20th at the at antonioawards.com so that's a-n-t-o-n-y-o awards.com tune in on june 20th you can find out more on the broadway black instagram page let's support that now y'all talk all that shit this is your chance to walk it like you talk it support the antonio awards support broadway black hell yeah Shout out to my nigga Drew. Really smart of him to do too, just to kind of carve out his own place. Yeah, that's why we had we had to talk about it. Okay, (laughs) we had to to talk about it. (laughs) People need to know. So that's our black business for this week. Well, thank you. Let's jump into the recap, shall we? Last week's episode titled (laughs) "Headliner." Headlines. Thank you, Dustin Ross. Dustin broke down the beef <laughs> between Monique and Dio Hughley. People were so impressed with how you broke it down. They were uh, leaving Thank comments you. saying they they felt like it was a court TV podcast. Oh, that warms about. my heart. Warms my heart. Bakes my buns. I thought Thank that you. was well said. Bakes my buns. <laughs> what'd you find? Well, friend, first and foremost, you stood out to me. Um, oh. for your no, I'm just kidding because you were just so damn funny last week. 
I want to give a shout out in the gated community. You know, you were just really fucking funny last week. And he's like, why she run like that? Like it was, you were so concerned. Some genuine and, questions. Yes. And, and with good reason, honestly. But uh, in the uh, gated community, I have a comment here from Breezy. Breezy said, when this was first happening, I was thinking I'm Timo no matter what. So I didn't care to follow the story. Now that I've been informed, thanks, Dustin, I'm reminded of the importance of a publicist, and it's definitely Team Fuck Sydney. If she had a team, we wouldn't even know the problematic <laughs> things she said in these IG lives because they'd be said in the privacy of her house. Well right. said, Breezy. Well said. It's just mm. very unfortunate that Monique keeps getting caught out here like that, but it's her fault or her and Sydney's fault, and now we're going to have to continue to deal with that for as long as we have to deal with that. Fran, what did you find out there in them streets? <clears throat> I, too, was in the gated community, and Kiara yes. Sly said, this is the kind of critical thinking that I wish most people were capable of, which is awesome. That's always an awesome comment to hear, because I think we, obviously, we're going to have our bias, but we try to be fair as humans, I right. think, on this show. So right. thank you yeah. for affirming that. What about you, Dustin? What did you find on these Twitter streets? Uh, shout out to Cedric at S-E-D-R, the number one C-K, um, who tweeted just simply a video and he added Beyonce. Now, we know Beyonce has pulled all her profile pictures from all her social media accounts, set the Internet on fire. Her team's been putting um, cryptic messages on the search pages for, for her B7 album, which is her next saw. Um, studio yeah. album that has not been named or released or anything by the label yet. But the fans are getting frustrated because they assumed that once she did that, there was something dropping that night and it's been like five or six days since she did it. So now all the beehive, you know, they have this thing they do where it's out of love, but they disrespect Beyonce when they feel like she's playing with them. So shout out to Cedric who tweeted at Beyonce and he tweeted this video. If you're gonna shoot, bitch, do it! <laughs> Also, I want to give a shout out to at Rashad e, at Rashad EST the lady's face. <laughs> Yo, you, know, hey, you know what show that was from, don't you? That was from Star. Remember when old boy's grandmama got killed? Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, and what she tell no. us? She said, what she tell us? She said, she said, if you're gonna shoot, bitch, do it. <laughs> Grandma was a real one. Oh, um. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Where's that? No, okay. wait. Can I just say how I've been saying, "Mama, about the golden." <laughs> The sound bites on this fucking show. <laughs> oh my god! That anyway. child was singing. That was a, I heard people say the expression "child of God," but that was the first time I had heard it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Heard one. Um, shout out to Cedric. He tweeted a meme that says, "Oh, I took a four day vacation and it was everything. I went to, and then it's a picture of a metal can and Candace Owens. So where you think that wow. means he went on vacation? Cancun." Can- <laughs> Can coon. Candace Owens is a coon. The can ain't nothing but a can. That's all you see. Can coon. Mexico. God damn it. Okay. 
Can Coon. Shout out to that. You got me with the with the Miss Seely hand. Okay, now and in closing for my final number. Okay, and in closing for my final number. There's a Twitter account that everybody needs to follow, and that is at January 6th CMTE. J-A-N-U-A-R-Y. The number 6, T-H, the letter C, the letter M, the letter T, the letter E. This is a verified account for the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. Representative Benny G. Thompson, chairman. This is uh, the web address to the website to related to the committee is January 6th.house.gov. This is straight from the federal government, and it's a Twitter account dedicated to the hearings that are now going on where the select committee is presenting evidence that Donald Trump knew he lost the 2020 election, but continued to spread false claims of election fraud that set the stage for the violent attack on January 6th. So what has been going on is they have been conducting a special investigation all this time gathering evidence video footage they've shown video footage from the january 6th attack that was so violent and so rage-filled and really horrifying to witness um that people need to see and know about and there will be charges that will be prosecuted in attachment to these hearings so stay in the know this is shit your asses need to know about what's going on in the world around you related to these fools that stormed that capital and other plans they may have had stay in the know once again that twitter account which is verified and from the actual committee that has been formed to conduct this investigation and make the applicable charges that's at january 6th cmte and that's all i got to say (laughs) but how do they have the government overseeing Mm -hmm. you know what (laughs) they'll Mm -hmm. figure it out the new I'm folks on this. This ain't the old ones. They are they 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 they're cleaning up know? behind them new because the names is listed. That's how we know. You gotta watch okay. this shit and then make your mind up. Watch it so you know what's going on and then form your opinion. Get the information, y'all. <laughs> Doesn't sound like an old grandpa. <laughs> That's right. The motherfuckers ain't finna be proud boy in my ass. I'm gonna turn you into a man that day, bitch. You might have came in here a proud boy, but I'm a fuck it. Let me, let me stop. Because see, I've been got vulgar and very disrespectful. I'm trying to be a better person. So I'm watching my hearings. January 6th committee. Look it up. Thank you. All right. Asante. Woo. This is an Asante production this week. You told us a little bit about what we're getting into, which is interesting because it had so much alignment with my wellness segment, Mystic Zone Strikes Again. But go ahead, let us know how we jumping in this week. I love how you say this is a Sante production. It makes me always think of this is a Jazzy Fizzle production. <laughs> My Nizzle. Um, Tell the Vizzle. <laughs> so thanks, friend Nizzle. I see you, Dustin Fizzle. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. All right, let me stop. That, that was, was so dumb. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought because it's the weekend of Juneteenth, and, you know, this is a black show, and, you know, Niggas us say you black first, which whatever. Um, it's it's Pride Month too, so we we both at the same damn time. But this week we're just focusing on being black because 
there are rich people out there. There are rich niggas out there. We've joked about the rich <laughs> Africans. We've joked about all that. But it's we have to continue to remember that Black people have been doing the damn thing. And as the last episode I talked about all the inventions that we've done, I thought it would be prudent to follow that up as if this were like a lesson plan with Black billionaires. Okay, we've talked mm. about people that made their, their way you know, inventing things. Now I want to talk to you about people and the money that they've made, the industries that they worked in, from people you're familiar with to names you might not have ever heard of, but probably have way more money than you could ever imagine. So um, we're going to just share some of them. This is a list compiled. Some of these names are just a little all over the place. I got them and verified all of these names on Forbes.com slash billionaires because they have this handy dandy little uh, chart and it's the richest people in the world. So I was looking up the richest people in the world and I was verifying them and their rank on this uh, chart. Uh, of course, not black people on this chart. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos are one and two. So that just lets you know what type of wealth we're dealing with here. Uh, Elon Musk is valued at $219 billion and Jeff Bezos, $171 billion. Now, this chart, there are like real-time numbers attached to this, but that's if you click further into the information. So if any of this comes off a little wrong or outdated, just go to Forbes.com slash billionaires and you can see where the, where the ranks change because a lot of these ranks happen every year around a certain period of time, but they fluctuate throughout the year because people are making more or less money depending on you know what industries they're working in, what money they're making or losing, yada yada yada. So, in, so if you're a hoe, you need to be listening up right now because Asante's done a lot of the literal. Wow, well, he's done. Justin. He's done one type of the leg work you got to do. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Uh, okay. Literally, and, and thank you, Dustin. And, yes, and they thank what, you. One type of legwork, right? Because we're not talking about whether they married or not. So that stuff you're going to have to go find out on your own. Oh, I was but talking about other industries you could look to uh, I mean, build in kind of or around. Work. Oh, okay. Yes. Mom about so, to go lay down. I mean, okay. I, mean I, I knew you were talking about that, but that's why I said I don't know if they're married or not. So you have to do more research on your own. That much that. money. I, Lord, well, yeah, well, I me. guess. Lord, hey, and you that know, that was not right. Some places it might be allowed to have multiple <laughs> wives or whatnot. <laughs> you know, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening in these people's marriages. So you're right. Some of them might get the passes or whatever. So hey, especially at that, <sighs> at, in those tax brackets, you know, hey, Mama oh, you, to go you, lay down. you turn your head, Asante. Is that what you're saying? Turn, you turn right. your head. Turn or some you shit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Turn, turn some turn tricks. Okay, uh, no. I'm just... <laughs> uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna name some notables to get us started on this list because, unfortunately, <laughs> the uh, the notables are actually the Ooh. lowest on the list of like the richer people, mm-hmm. and um, we're gonna get into some of that. And this is gonna be a little bit all over the place, but really just pay attention to some of the names and the numbers, and then maybe some Trust of the me, industries <laughs> <laughs> and and some of the industries that these people in. Um, I didn't rank some of these people starting off. I just wanted to note that uh, when you're looking at the Billionaires Club and we're talking about black people, Tyler Perry is notable. He's a billionaire. We all are very familiar with uh, Tyler Perry Studios, um, you know, especially out in Atlanta. And Tyler Perry owned all of his content as well. So he is able to amass such a, a, a wealth from doing his thing and continuing to produce his own stuff from his own money to make more money. So shout out to Tyler Perry. You definitely have to note him. Especially gotta because it's Juneteenth, you gotta know, got to give it up to Medea. Um, no, that was money. I didn't mean to do that, but I felt like since Medea was there and Tyler Perry is uh, listed on this list. Now the list has is two hundred people per page, so there's like 
the first page of people and then there's the other page of people and i feel like when they get to a certain number on the rankings certain pages a bunch of people fall into that category of number and i'm assuming it's because of the wealth uh, exchange it's always changing as well so some of these people are, i might say that they're ranked at uh like I have, my, I have Michael Jordan and Rihanna both listed as seventeen twenty nine on on this list because they're both on page nine of this Forbes list. But I guess if you clicked um, in, you would be able to see what their actual number would be as of today, depending on how their wealth has risen or fallen. But to, today we've mentioned Tyler Perry and entertainment. Rihanna is a billionaire as well because of you know fancy beauty and cosmetics to go along with her music. And then you know Michael Jordan, he's a billionaire. Um, they both are at the, around the one point seven bill mark give or take but uh <laughs> michael jordan's his comes from his endorsements and the hornets and just making money like it's crazy that you can either make cosmetics or oversee a production of product or just from getting endorsements or uh, franchise stuff like like it's cool to see all the different ways that people make money and become billionaires and i just thought that that was interesting because a lot of people that i mentioned later on in this list are just Wealthy for the coolest things. Well, well, for things that aren't like sexy, right? But it's made them a lot of money. So it's like you look at somebody like Rihanna and Michael Jordan, it's like, oh, what they do is sexy. So of course, you know, they're going to be on the list. They're going to make a lot of money. And of course, when we're in that list, because we're in this tax bracket range, because I don't want to go too far uh, into the richer people without mentioning some of these other people. And then people be like, but damn, they're not as rich. So I wanted to separate um, since some of these people are so rich that they probably wouldn't see these other richer people, which is crazy to me. Um, anyway. And, and you ain't got to explain shit to nobody. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just all very fascinating. You know, shit. it's not, it's not Who science. Rich? It's, it's just numbers. And it's the, it's the social climate and the social experiment that really uh, gets my goat. If Call you know me Doja Cat. Cause I need to know. Rich? <laughs> well, an article actually just came out uh, on ESPN.com actually. And it's about mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, um, they Forbes has estimated that Tiger Woods is now at least worth a billion dollars, which makes him wow. only one of three athlete billionaires in the world. Of course, to go along with Michael Jordan and LeBron, LeBron. James, LeBron, LeBron James, James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron and both James. Are rec- and both of them are recent, right? Yes, both of them like are I've recent. Seen, Michael yeah. Jordan's been on the list for some years and recently LeBron joined and now Tiger Woods has joined. And it's crazy that Tiger Woods is on this list because Forbes reported that less than 10% of Woods' net worth comes from his earnings on the golf course. Right. So it's funny wow. that he's a famous golfer, but That's he's not even rich amazing. from playing the damn game. I mean, business. well, he's made a lot of... Yeah. Of course, That's he made... That's why he's asked me drunk all the time. He don't give a damn. Wow. <laughs> I'm rich. Fuck it. Let's go, get, let's go get slashed. I mean... Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say slash? Oh, yeah. Come on. It does make me wonder, though, because they're all in such different... Uh, I mean, well, these are all the athlete sector, but, like, to go from, like, the athlete sector to even the cosmetic sector, I wonder what these people's lifestyles are like because there has to be a certain, like, level of workflow, I guess, in and out of their industry or whatever. Like, I just wonder how do you, cause you, your life is completely different as a billionaire. Like you can't, I, well, I don't know. I, I'm broke, but you I know, seek compared to, to know. billionaire, I seek to but know. You have I, to, you have to be willing to put in billionaire energy. And, and that's the your thing. Life your life is work. Like I wouldn't be able to smoke as frequently, if at all, if I were a billionaire. Like unless yes, I was the like, fuck you would. unless I became like the Guinness Book <laughs> of World Records for smoking down, and then I became rich off of that, mm-hmm. and I'm just rich because I always get you know money from smoking. Like that would be you know dope. Hey, yeah, you can start um, when you get the money. 
You ain't got to. I mean, if you, if you feel like you got to no, sacrifice that to get there, the money. fine. But once you're there, let's smoke it. But up. when you once smoke you get there, you dude. might have to maintain like a certain level, unless you decide to just get it there so you can sell it and then relax. But I feel like if you're in like a certain mode, you might want to keep like. Like if you, you know, closing deals and you know how your shit's supposed to be and you feel like you done built something up to the ground, I feel like that really does something to you as a being. So it's like harder to want to interrupt you. that, you I know? I feel you, which is why I'm never going to stop. <laughs> right, you know? I'm figuring out ways <laughs> so that to I don't have to worry about that shit. I'm just going to smoke on the way and work hard now. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to figure out ways of implementing along the way, like how I can continue right. to be successful with my habits. Like, right, because guess what? Fuck all that. You know what I'm saying? I'd be damned if I'm a billionaire and can't can't feel the way we make you feel. <laughs> shit. That's where you're going to want to. We off on the Amalfi Coast somewhere on a motherfucking <laughs> four-story yacht you know what i'm saying getting 78 phone calls a day well, to, to, to the phone that i don't answer because i pay somebody else to okay we <sighs> on level three all right that's what i'm trying to tell you see i delegate. Is, delegate is diddy is diddy a billionaire Diddy is not a billionaire. He's almost. It's I'm funny sure that you asked me. He is. He's. He was like at the eight hundred and eighty million mark, somewhere around oh, there. Oh wow! <laughs> I was about to check on the Forbes thing, but I remember I actually did this. It's so it's funny that you asked because I it before, but I don't know. Or I click clacking over here. But Diddy actually <laughs> was close. He's close, but he's not there yet, which is surprising. But I guess maybe not if you think it's certain things he's also um, dating Carisha now so <laughs> let's add a little bit more time because oh. you know she finna take a deficit she finna take their money if it's 880 <laughs> it's finna be 780 by the time she gets through it hey, true. As, as she should you know what I'm saying so let's a lot for that as well did y'all watch that interview together shut up I did that. can we they no, were so cute together they, they like, were they have like I like their chemistry and their energy it was very like refreshing to watch them it was like this is nice I like, agree I don't think I he ever fucked with no woman like Carisha before because Carisha is willing to play the game with him but she's a she's a a a, a worthy opponent yes okay so the so the rules of engagement are a little bit different and I think that that is part of the chemistry that exists that is definitely exists between the two of them because i saw it and felt it and i love shit like that so i definitely right. saw it and felt it when i was watching that interview so go or ahead Carisha. Or, or did you hear about it i saw <clears throat> i saw some clips i think at the end of the day if two people are fully aware of the situation they're in you know like everyone mm. is being honest and clear and no, no deception more power yep. to you at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It's just when men lie and <laughs> try to pretend to be one way that it's like, yeah. but what, bro? But they both seem like they're having fun. So what can you say? Well, I hope they, you know, last longer in amicably or stay friends or whatever. You know, they I hope are. it's a good right. story. I think they always be cool. I just but hope it's a good story. Be cool regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. In a fast-paced world, Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, 
we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. According to CAKnowledge.com, just because I did want to look it up, uh, Sean Combs' net worth is $930 million. So, Oh, wow. He's mm. right there. Yeah, Shit. so... He need one That's more a, good project. But didn't he yeah. just announce something? <clears throat> um, Love Records. He's doing a yeah, R&B an R&B based music label. Yeah. So I'm sure once that launches, he'll be there. Oh, Lord. Him and the love name. Well, shout out to <laughs> Diddy. And uh, I already mentioned Rihanna, Michael Jack, uh, Jordan, and Michael Jackson. Sorry, RIP. Um, Jay-Z, I touched on a little bit earlier. He's uh, valued at 1.4 bill. Um even in a year without a tour or album release jay-z mints millions from his Ar- armand de brignac 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 sorry crystal uh de- champagne and douce cognac um oh that's right douce Shit, remember we'd be in the studio and <laughs> be two same yes. bottles everywhere. I, I feel like I still time. have one of those. I swear I have one of those somewhere. I have, I, I have a bottle of something It was like on top of my fridge back in Harlem for like months. <laughs> I remember my mom would be like, are you ever going to drink that? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a keepsake. It's going to be real good the day you need it. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, Jay-Z, his assets range from entertainment company Rock Nation to a fine art collection, including works by Jean-Michael Basquiat. Jean-Michel See. Basquiat, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's dope that Jay-Z is here. I just had to continue to name the entertainment artist um, because music is something... Do we always hear about how good or bad the uh, entertainment industry is, especially music? But you look at somebody like Jay-Z, who is like a super success story. They like really got in, did the fuck out they shit. Uh, their work, their actual like musical work, bodies of work is uh, actually like of quality. And then they were able to branch out from that and create like really uh, dope partnerships along the way. So shout out to Jay-Z, just because I know it's hard. We always hear like artists that do partnerships and they either come off dumb or they're you know super short-lived but if you parlay them the right way right way and then you know long term you're in some shit you could be jay-z and have your Duce uh contract and end up on the fourth well, billionaire I think list. he owns that you know what i'm saying oh. i don't even think that's no partnership i think he owns that shit like that's his shit you know what i'm saying which is great and inspirational on its own like I think if anything, the you know what two recurring threads I I hear as we talk about this. Number mm-hmm. one, the importance of ownership and equity, right? Like having an, an ownership of the actual property that is being sold, right? And therein also the power of the consumer. All these motherfuckers are rich because we buy or support their <laughs> shit. Right. Straight yeah. up. Like that yes. is how everybody gets rich by getting the consumer dollar on into their pocket. That's crazy to me. Like, if you all you need is just something that everybody wants, and you. But can good. you be an ethical billionaire? Yes. I don't believe that. So I don't you think say you no can. To the money. I I don't. I first of all, I would, would never call 
the thought of being a billionaire in because I don't believe you can do that without someone suffering on the back end. I just don't okay. believe that. And then also I I don't want to work that much. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I just like business and work is a huge chunk of my life and I cannot imagine it being my life. Like just period there. Because yep. you 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 not All gonna have yeah like think about the people that are married to billionaires or come from billionaire families. There's like a lot of emotional and mental health aspects that you have to like bypass in order to make these business models sustainable. Like you cannot tell me a billionaire is doesn't wake up some days like what the fuck at the end of the day it's a lot it's a lot of people pulling at you a lot of people expecting things from you 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 are the top of the ecosystem meaning you have to continue making this shit move so that all the other moving parts continue to eat Mm -hmm. and do that like that's a lot (laughs) and there are people that are built for it and i and like hey more power to you if that's like your the way that the energy runs in your body like you're like i'm doing this but for me when i'm like going on my little hikes and shit like that shit makes me so happy and hanging with my friends like my life i need balance and i and i remember you know shout out rest in peace netic we actually had this conversation he's like do you have billionaire energy and i was very clear that i don't (laughs) i just do not I want a life that is more about pleasure and relaxation and business is included because I'm human and I want to sustain. And it's nice to create something and watch it form and, you know, anchor down like a vision you had and then bring it in and watch it make you money and sustain. Those are beautiful parts to me of being human. It's like trusting yourself, watching yourself create shit. I think that's fire. But it can't be like all encompassing. Like that's not why I'm here, you know. And I, I have a hard time believing that you can be a billionaire and like wake up in the day and feel that your life, like, is balanced. I have a hard time believing that. Maybe there is someone out there. I know yeah. um, what's his name, Jack from Twitter. I don't know if he's a billionaire. I think he is, but I know he'd be like on meditation retreats and shit. <laughs> like he'd be trying to find the like spirit in his life i see that yeah. he's someone i do not know him by the way and cannot speak to his character but i'm just saying from what i've observed mm-hmm. he seems like he's trying to continue to have some soul and spirit <laughs> it's like it's funny just, because like i equate that leisure and that peace of mind that you that you covet i equate mm-hmm. that with a billionaire lifestyle in my head like in my head, no way. You get to a point, mm-hmm. in my head, I get to a point where I have I have made so much money that my businesses can run themselves and mm-hmm. I can delegate my responsibility to trusted, qualified individuals. And I exist in a bubble of peace. There are people who feel the pressure of the, the weight <laughs> of those decisions that are made. And ultimately, yeah, I, I mean- have that power of say so. But in my world, as a billionaire, that's the reason why I have worked so hard up until that point to create a lifestyle of leisure and guaranteed, solidified, secured luxury for myself. So the peacefulness, the hikes, the parks, all of that shit, that is the same life that I would want to live. That's the me. My desire to live that sort of life is what will motivate me to work so hard to the point that I am a billionaire 
and I can delegate, confidently delegate responsibilities that would bring on that anxiety and the, the pressure that comes along with that. Cause I, I mm-hmm. it, it absolutely exists within that universe, right? There had that there, you have to keep it going just like we do now as people who don't clock into a nine to five every day. Right. It's up to mm-hmm. us to get up off our fucking asses, hit and it, make Kim, happen. get your fucking ass up and work. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, so I get that part, but I believe that once the money makes itself at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? And all you have but to do. But you could very well be one of those people that's yeah, like wired. That's what I think. You that's what, what I'm mean? saying. Yeah. Like you have to, in your body, you have to ask yourself, am I a container you, for, for that? Yeah. Like am yeah. I physically, mentally, emotionally a container for that amount of energy? I know that I'm not. I think I am. And even I can look tell you with exactly the schedule. Of my body. <laughs> and the thing is, me as a businesswoman, could I do it? Absolutely. Y'all see how hard I work mm-hmm. if I'm inter- if I'm interested in something, but mm-hmm. I just feel like I wouldn't be happy. I know yeah, myself. That's good. Yeah. When I'm well, really, that's not really, good, but really, I'm saying it's good. You know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I'm yeah. when I'm at my busiest, like last year was probably my most lucrative year in my entire 14 years being in social media, my most mm-hmm. lucrative year, which means I'm mm-hmm. only growing, expanding. But I was so fucking tired when December hit that it took me the entire month that we took off where mm-hmm. I was supposed to be exploring and like, you know, experiencing shit so that I have shit to talk about when we come back on the show. I couldn't even do that. <laughs> I was so tired. It was more like recovery than exploration. And that's what really kind of let me know I'm not that person. I don't actually mm-hmm. like being super fucking busy. I don't want to be super busy. I like being busy for specific time frames, specific projects, but not that sort of like there's no end in sight busy. That shit gives me anxiety. Even knowing projects we have that are like months long, yeah. My brain is already like frazzled just thinking about shit like that. And so I can't imagine not seeing an end in sight. <laughs> like I'm just, I know me mm-hmm. and that's just not me. But that's what I'm saying. That's why people can do that. And someone mm-hmm. like Dustin, who's like, I feel like I can B-D-E. position myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are so funny. You could position yourself and take that on and be like yeah. excited about it. So I'm not surprised at no these people. <laughs> you know, I was actually going to say uh, a <laughs> super random side note. What, something you said earlier, friend, made me think about Candy. <laughs> what was that? The, well, because Candy, you know, she had the mother's love, a mother's love to play and how mm. when the play got shut down, she had to deal with, you know, letting all those people go and how she felt guilty about that and how that was a thing for her. And so, like, that was something that's something that stri- strikes a chord with me just because I always think about, like, letting people down, like, in that sense. Like, imagine, like, you literally have, like, a whole tour production team, all of that. And then for whatever reason, you know, COVID or whatever, it all gets shut down. And all these people that have to rely on you re- literally can't work, but because they didn't do anything else, they have no, like, fallback plan or anything like that. So I think about, like, how sad stuff like that is but i definitely feel like i have a uh, billionaire energy just super side note randomly because i i just have to be in the right mode like i like i love variety i love uh i love random ass problems i love having a soft shit i love doing all of that but to do all of that all the time it's just a matter of what would it be that interests me what what is that's going to keep my time and allow me to 
be as creative or as technical as I need to be, as I want to be, and to be able to expand that. And that's why I wanted to kind of share some of these billionaires in these different industries. And we started off with a lot of the entertainers first, but there are other industries where people have like literally done like manufacturing and telecom and stuff like that. So that's why, because it's Juneteenth, I want to talk about all these rich black people. But uh, Dustin, I know you had something to say before I go too far off. No, uh, further to your point, like imagine having like, a man, like you have a product that's a runaway success and you have like a manufacturing facility or manufacturing facilities oh, all over the country. Like that you know, one you have product to lay invention. employees off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of guilt, you know, it mm-hmm. just comes along with the, the, the territory, you know. But you wouldn't even be privy to that kind of information, really. That's like... I mean, you might be, but you people, just might look at it at that point as numbers that run- or something. Well, yeah, but I mean, once you're a billionaire, you're not aware of who got fired, like in the oh, yeah, shops no. or factories. Like you're too far removed. You don't know the name. Yeah, yeah, you're seeing the shifts. You know the yeah, like as far yeah. as the charts you're being sent, the graphics, all that. Right. But you don't know, it's like not personal. That. Yeah, there's a disconnect. And to be honest, that's a lot of why I don't connect to that because yeah. I mm-hmm. rather have a company where I do know everybody. And yeah. what I do know your life story and you can be aware of how thankful I am for the energy you're putting into whatever I've created. That to me feels better than like no name, no connection. You know, like that's, I think that's why my brain just doesn't, I'm like the old village woman. Like I'm like, everyone mm-hmm. come into my house and let's talk. I can't we need do that because I'm going to need somewhere to go when it's too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I, so friend, there's you room for us all. Tea. Yeah, you it's come room have for some us tea all. With me. Yeah, see. <laughs> I think at the um, end of the day, it's just knowing. It's knowing like who you are and what you're made of. Because I think anyone can have quote unquote billionaire energy, but it's like, will you really though? <laughs> I don't think it's for everybody. I'm just gonna say that. I don't think yeah. every, I'm with you. I don't think everybody got it. It's those of us that do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It is what it is. Friend, can I ask you to open up a business, though? This is what I want you to do. It's an idea. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you had, like, a tea bar where you could smoke weed and you could call it the teapot. Oh, that's cute. Friend, like, open up the teapot. I'm telling you, Jade and I had a, a call teapot. earlier today of all the plans we have when she moves here next year. So mm-hmm. don't be surprised can you please if we just tell have her- a... T- to get my project on the calendar, please. You know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about. I want everybody that hears this part of this show, tweet at Jade of all Jades and say, Dustin said, let's do the damn project now. Oh my Thank God. Thank you very much. <laughs> Lord. No, I'm sick of waiting on her. She done with school. Bring your ass. She <laughs> you know is, but I'm, but I'm excited because the projects that, that we're going to bring to life in the next like five years out here, they're small, but like impactful. You know, and to, and mm-hmm. I'm very, very, very excited about that. So, like, I just, I think everyone just needs to know what, what they want to do. Not what, even what they're capable of, but, like, actually what, what tr- you want to do. Yeah. yeah, like, truly, truly want. And that's great to have something to look forward to for the next five years that you can build really with somebody is. that you love and trust. Uh, like, like, and I know the importance of no the intersection high. of integrity and, like, business I, I know how important that is for you personally one thousand percent so I'm, I'm that makes me happy that y'all are doing that that's cool me i still don't too. want either one of y'all asses moving but <laughs> i get it you know what i'm saying 
<laughs> well, moving but with from, the work we're gonna be doing, we'll be bi coastal. I'll say that. Okay. Sorry, it's on take. You no, know, y'all better be. Um, <laughs> glad, glad you did throw that part in there. Um, opposite of integrity. Coming in with $2 billion on this list, Kanye West. Uh, no, we all you know. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, entrepreneur. Y'all know I barely say his name, so I had to include that before it. Uh, he's the uh, obviously entrepreneur, I mean, or obviously musician. Lucrative multi-year deal to design sneaker brand Yeezy for Adidas. Uh, in 2020, he part- in June of 2020, he partnered with Gap on a line of uh, his Yeezy clothing inspired, or clothing design for the retail giant. Yeah, so he designed for Gap too. Um, that... The Gap clothing reportedly hit $1 billion in the first year, and that led to his higher in-line called Yeezy Gap Engineered by Balenciaga. Um, obviously, the Kim Kardashian divorce happened, but he still owns a small stake in her shapewear, her shapewear brand, Skims. Oh, wow. So I he is that. paid. I mean, I can say what I want about him, but he's Don, still paid. Donda was like, make sure you get a piece of the pie. <laughs> when, Kim was, when Kim was designing them skins. Kanye jumped up out the bed out of sleep. I mean, from the sound of it, he has. <laughs> I want five percent. He has so much to do with the like rebranding and just the success of it. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, from his, <laughs> from what he says, who knows what? But and from I mean, how she's been looking I, since he left. I low key believe that. I believe it too, because he's just a. Regardless of how anyone feels about mm-hmm. Kanye, one thing you cannot take away from him is his business savvy. Yes, mm-hmm. and like he he gets the markets, he gets what's gonna sell, like he mm-hmm. gets branding, all that. So absolutely I it. true, absolutely yeah, true, and deserved. I mean, you should get a cut. Amen. Speaking of getting a cut. Oprah Winfrey been getting a cut because she you know she's still sitting up on this list. Oprah Winfrey been Sheesh. on the Forbes list. We all been we all know that. I don't even have Our to go whole through. Life. Like y'all know, wow, she was Oprah. the TV host, but in 2011 she on she launched own her 25.5 percent of the network is is worth more than 65 million dollars alone. Just her wow. network stake her stake in that network. So that's just a little bit. Don't forget about the Oprah effect, which is spread to Weight Watchers as she bought a 10% stake in 2015, but it's lowered down to 7%, but she's still a brand ambassador as well. She also returned to the small screen on Apple TV Plus to interview mm-hmm. uh, for an interview show about COVID-19 as part of her multi, multi-year multi pact with the streamer. So she's going to continue bringing content to the Apple TV Plus. Go ahead, Oprah. And those interviews are incredible. Incredible. Oprah is unmatched in that interview space. And I love the fact that she is the premier uh, interviewer. You know, when people want and they want an in-depth tell-all interview, you go to Oprah. She's the Mm go-to. First, there there are others that definitely deserve recognition. Diane Sawyer, you know what I'm saying? Robin Mm -hmm. Roberts, Gail King. There's a lot of people in that space, but Oprah is the big dog. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. what it, it just is what it is. Jade. Although she, Go ahead. <laughs> Although she ranks number uh, 1,196 on the billionaires list, she is number wow. 10 on uh, Forbes list of America's uh, self-made women. Period. So Oprah, I mean, Come these on, numbers self-made. be numbering. Okay. Like never got Oprah. married, protected her okay. fortune. Okay. okay. No Oprah kids. has done the damn thing, okay? She's mm-hmm. an example for anyone who wants to make their career their life purpose or anyone whose yeah. career is naturally their life purpose. Great example. Great story to make you feel better about a life that is not normal. I think that I just, I love this story and Oprah is black. Do you hear me? 
Okay. I love this story, and Oprah is black. She okay. is. There, uh, so now we're going to get to a list. I want to start this list off with a bunch of names you might be more familiar with. Some of the names that I'm going to mention now you might be less familiar with, so you should become more more familiar with a lot of these names as well. Uh, a couple you of my- hoes. <laughs> and me hoes. No, I'm just kidding. And, um, and hold, actually, I think maybe Oprah will be closest to like, and mm. please, those of you listening, Correct me if I'm wrong, because you know there's always someone that knows something that knows something. But right. <laughs> she might be the closest to an integrity-based model because yeah. from what I know, she's not like hustling a product where somebody somewhere is suffering to get it made. You know, like I don't right. all her stuff is like production and granted, you might have an opinion on the type of production. Right. Right, and right. maybe there's exploitation within that, so I don't know. But still, she's probably closer <laughs> than most billionaires, so I'll give her right. that. But I still don't believe you can be an ethical billionaire. I just don't. Uh, it's funny don't that you said how. that on the side because I was going to say first. Monique and Sydney right. would like to enter Someone the chat. The first. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, uh-huh. the budgetista, did hit me one day. Cause we kind of had a similar convo on this show about billionaires mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And she did hit me saying that she thinks that it's possible. It's just a lot harder, obviously, cause you're not cutting as many corners. And I remember thinking like, I could see Tiffany being the first like integrity based. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Easily. She's like so close, you know? And for so sh- I was, sure. when she hit me and said that, I was like, you know what? I'll take that coming from you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know her heart, like she really is an integrity-based person. Like when yeah. I said that, it, that doesn't just like when I said it to you. You felt you had the same feelings <laughs> attached to the conversation when I said it to you. <laughs> I need your support right now. For I need you to say, you know what I did. You see, how, you see how loud that silence is. <laughs> I'm going to go later. I am am integrity based. I lead with integrity. Thank you very much. You are integrity based, my brother. Thank you. My brother. My brother. I'm trying to fund the teapot. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Coming in at number 438 on this list, I would Mm -hmm. like to tell you all about or reintroduce some of you two who might already know. David Stewart. David Stewart is a businessman. He is one of the largest African-American owned businesses. He has one of the largest owned African-American owned businesses in America, rather. And according to Forbes in 2019, he was one of 13 black billionaires worldwide at the time. Wow. On this list, he's number 438. Um, Before, he was ranked a little bit higher, but that list was probably smaller because more people have been made money uh, during the pandemic. So what's the business? David L. Stewart, uh, he's the chairman and founder of Worldwide Technology. Uh, So it's a privately held technology service provider based in St. Louis, Missouri, and they have an annual revenue. The company has an annual revenue of $13.4 billion and employs 7,000 people. They work in the areas of cloud computing, computer security, data centers, et cetera. You said, and they employ 17,000. No, 7,000. 7,000. I mean, still. Wow. Like wow, still wow. a lot of people, but like like a lot of money for I mean a little bit, but still wow. a lot of people. It's crazy. Billion. He was actually born in Chicago. You know, for all you you know Chicagoans out there, because y'all be supporting the friends on hard. I have to go ahead and shout y'all out. 
Um, David Stewart, he's married. His spouse's name is Thelma. Sorry, I'm, I, I, I was on the Wikipedia. I had to just share that. That was funny to me. Anyway, in the early days, Stewart sometimes went without a paycheck and once watched his car get repossessed from the office parking lot. Today, he is the majority owner of a sales company whose customers are, excuse me, City, uh, City like Citibank, uh, Verizon, and the federal government. So he has contracts with hey. all of the big dogs. Speaking of big dogs like Oprah, he's big dog in the telecom or the IT game. So I just think that is super dope. He grew up in the segregated South with seven, seven siblings. His father worked as a mechanic, janitor, and a trash collector. So, you know, you too can come from anything. I don't want to say nothing. I wow. And the good thing weird. is when you got seven siblings, they don't even be close like that. So you ain't got to worry about his family taking all his money. <laughs> he probably don't even talk Only. to them. He want to make his own life with you. So this is great. Talk to Thelma. Uh, Are they open? I, <laughs> I mean, mean they're, he, he's 70. You know, they're, they're, they're 70. So maybe, Perfect. I don't know. Less work. Uh, it's uh. funny, but... On Forbes, <laughs> all you gotta do is give him good thoughts. You is kind, you is smart, you is important, some, you is mine, mm-hmm. and rub his leg. That's all you gotta oatmeal. do. Yep, make him some oatmeal, and you know, put a little ice all on his dentures. Mag- That's it. Some magnesium lotion on his feet mm-hmm, at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little Vicks on his chest before he go to bed. Okay. You know, keep him breathing. That's all you gotta do. I love you. Keep I love him breathe- you. Keep him breathing. That is the title of our episode. (laughs) I'm going to the mall in the morning. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm gonna be on fifth half. Okay. Every day of that. Dustin said, because one thing about me. (laughs) Shit. I love you. I, we are. We, I love. That's to say, you single, but we go together. <laughs> okay. Okay. Real bad. Just like Real said. bad. Oh Shit, God. You seventy. I'm here for. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm here for a good time. Not even a long time. <laughs> Couldn't we? So what you say, Case? Couldn't we be happier? Hell yeah! With thirteen billion dollars a year. <laughs> Coming in the motherfucking front door, this mess we living in. Hell yeah, we could be happily ever after. That's what I would name my first child: happily ever after. That would be the baby's name. First name I'm sorry, happily, but that is name funny ever as yeah. fuck. All right, twins yeah, happily da- and ever your after. Daughter's- twins happily and ever after. Yeah. That's my so twins would be my twins be named <laughs> never and again because let me tell you something, I'd never be <laughs> no. young boy, never broke again. NBA, Dustin NBA would be my social handles for everything if I fuck with a motherfucker. I'm literally 13. like tears Billy. over here. Uh, <laughs> Out that one job, because you know the motherfucker got some other shit cooking, trucking companies, probably all kind of shit. <laughs> shit. We good. Happy too. <laughs> I would Ooh, also Thelma, like to you get up in here too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you think I would be tearing down my old ass up if that's what they oh wanted? Oh my god! Y'all, my god. y'all, y'all, me a, like, y'all really I, want to, y'all want some energy? You what you say, friend? <laughs> Billionaire energy right here. I got that's it for you. Thelma Tambien, let's go. <laughs> Just gonna like this. Thelma gonna change her hair. Skirts getting Asante. shorter. Who's Shit. the next billionaire? Y'all gonna be like, Thelma is really feeling herself. 
So it is because Dustin been feeling herself too. Thelma, Thelma gonna be doing um wait, oh Thelma gonna friend. be doing IG videos like Rashida. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> and I be telling her, no, turn around, baby. You look baby. Damn, you so fine, Thelma. Come here, girl. That's right. <laughs> In front of Asante, you think, go ahead. But the staircase would be much more grand. I just I you would, know that. <laughs> I would like to point your attention to the next billionaire on my list. Um, his oh. name is Robert F. Smith. Uh, Robert F. Smith, not, not to be confused with Robert L. Johnson, a.k.a. Bob Johnson, in case anybody was going to, you know, cause look up Robert any of this. And, well, <laughs> Wait, Robert. Robert is the one that's been paying, like, yeah. tuitions for schools and, and Robert F. Like, Johnson, he received... Yeah, he mm-hmm. received a candle in business and philanthropy award from Morehouse College in 2019. And while there, he or while receiving his honorary doctorates and delivered the commencement address, he announced that he and his family would pay the entire student loan debt Woo! of the 2019 class, including 396 students. I know and he'd something already about previously him. donated 1.5 mil. Go ahead. I know wow. something about him, y'all. So, fun <laughs> fact: Remember when we watched The Celebrity Apprentice with um, Star Jones and Nene and all them? Yep. And Dionne Warwick? Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. white girl on there named Hope, right? She mm-hmm. was walking down the street in D.C. And, and met him. They got children now. She's his wife. They got little what? mixed children and shit. Yeah, she married that man that donated all that money, that billionaire. What that's the hell her, did she say that's to Hope's him on husband. the street? Hope, Hope Dwarsek was her last uh, name. Yes, it's, yes. It's, it's whatever Dwarf, his is Jack now. Smith. Yep, she's got his last name now. Damn. They got Sharon and everything. Oh, remember, wow. remember, remember Nene was like, why don't you tell Hope that? And maybe she'll believe you. <laughs> like that's How the she hell she meet him on the street? Talk walking about walking down the fucking divide. street. She stayed in the hollered at her. I'm trying to tell wow. you, people be sleeping on I'm telling you. <laughs> Man, that hurts my heart because the shit that be hollering <laughs> My sister told me that because you know we watch <laughs> we watch, okay. <laughs> You got to go downtown. Downtown. (laughs) Wow. Well, before meeting Hope, (laughs) Robert F. Smith, uh, he graduated from Cornell. He worked at the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, Air Products and Chemicals, and later at Kraft as a chemical engineer, where he registered two U.S. and two European patents. Okay, so Robert Smith. Incredible. He has been doing some things. Uh, He makes most of his money uh, through private equity, and he's a financing investor. Uh, Robert F. Smith, that was very random that you said that. I just, I'm trying to like reel back from that because well, you got to know what's so going random. on in this world. <laughs> <laughs> so you can line some shit up like, who is that? Oh, okay, yeah. So, you know, be ready wow. for some things. Be like, oh, okay, Robert. Oh, damn, he married. Okay, she went it too. Anyway, uh, he founded his private equity firm, Vista Equity Partners, in 2000. It focuses exclusively exclusively on investing in software companies. Uh, with $92 billion in assets, Vista is one of the best performing private equity private private equity firms, uh, posting annualized returns of 22 percent since inception. Ooh! In October 2020, Smith entered into an agreement with the Department of Justice and IRS. Yikes! Agreeing to pay 139 million dollars for his role in a tax evasion scheme. Okay. Ooh. So, damn, well, we took a turn. It worked out. <laughs> okay because i mean well that, hey, well that got dark well that must be why he paid off the mother the other people he's like don't be like me y'all and 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 gave back so shout Pay out to him <laughs> yeah shout out to him if that if that's what happened to made him pass some tuition yeah. right like 
It sounds like a sounds that's like, like a good the, story. That's like the mafia men going to confession. Yeah. <laughs> I done killed some people. Dear God. Um an engineer by training. I know I can tell you. <laughs> I know I can tell you this morning. <laughs> you just won't judge me. Uh, at least use. I hope not. <laughs> hope is hope. Oh my God! My hope eyes. doesn't sound the same. Um, I, t- because I did men- mention uh, Bob Johnson or Robert Louis Johnson, rather, I felt like it was prudent to uh, go on ahead and just share him because he was actually uh, was he the first? He became the first. He was the first African American billionaire in two thousand one. So definitely, sh- we had to shout out uh, Bob Johnson in case anyone did confuse the Roberts or they're like, I, I was thinking he was about to say Robert Johnson because I. I always say Bob Johnson, but it was Robert Johnson. I, I think that's dumb that I never put that together. So um, for those of you that don't know who Bob Johnson is, he's the co-founder of BET, which was acquired by Viacom in 2001. Um, he also founded RLJ Companies, which is a holding company that invests in various business sectors. And he's the former majority owner of the Charlotte Bobcats. So that is that on Robert Louis Johnson. But don't forget, Robert Smith is the one that paid off tuition. So if you're trying to get your tuition paid off, contact Robert Smith. Um, not that he's gonna do that. He's gonna be a middle just name is F, so F you. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> They always sweeten that man. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't don't tell him the friend zone sent you. Don't do that. Please tell do him not Forbes do sent that. you. The friend zone didn't. Tell okay. him Forbes sent you. Tell him tell him Forbes sent you. Be clear about who <laughs> let's be crystal clear. I don't want that kind of I'm trying to have a good relationship with that man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. And now, hope if I have to. <laughs> for those of you that have been waiting uh, for your African prince or African king for this part of the section, uh, I saved the Africans for last because the Africans were the richest of the bunch. <laughs> they just yes. h- highest higher on the billionaires list than yeah, yeah, yeah. these American Negroes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, look, Rihanna was running it up on the Americans too now. You know, Barbados in the house. So had to go on ahead and shout out African towards the end of this because they were the most. They're the Beyonce's here, okay? Uh, this Shout out to the Africans for all of the different um, industry because I, I love that it's like industry. It's not like something random and foolish. Like black people, we could get like, you know, money off of, you know, not even making the TikTok app, but creating a TikTok. So to see people create these things that are necessary, such as cement or sugar, any of these things I'm going to discuss is dope. So the first person I'm going to bring up is Abdul Samad Rabiu. Now, he was Can listed on Samad. Uh, so it's Abdul space. Well, it's listed together on some places and separate, but Samad is S-A-M-A-D mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. last name is Rabiu, R-A-B-I-U. <clears throat> like that gif of Christina Aguilera on that computer. <laughs> you seen the one of Jay Versace when he's like, Yeah, <laughs> vibe, you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> well, vibes, you better know. He uh, is Nigerian born, he's Nigerian billionaire, businessman, and philanthropist, but he was listed. For in 2022, the billionaire's net worth list is 6.9 billion. But for those, okay. if it matters, it's seven bill now in the real time. You know, in case All that right. 6.9 was gonna bother you, the seven makes it really hot. Because um, wow. I mean, that's a whole like like all of that, and even thinking about breaking that down at point one, it's just like that's really exactly what like, I plan on doing. Breaking <laughs> <ass down. laughs> 
<laughs> this is the piece that you can buy. Fuck Tim. This, this is the piece that you can buy right here. Okay. <laughs> let's let's talk. I'm the equalizer, <laughs> like Queen Latifah. Oh. Why did you? Get yeah, me? yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rabiu is the founder of BUA up. Group. It's a Nigerian conglomerate active in cement production, sugar refining, and real estate. Everybody so needs cement, sugar, and real estate. Like guaranteed bag. I mean, he just. He's one of uh, Nigeria's most. Oh, his late father. His father actually uh, is Yaki. It's, it's, it's like recession proof too. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you you always got somewhere to stay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, his late father. His name is Isiaku Rabiu. Forgive me if I've mispronounced that. Mispronounced that. I'm mispronouncing words that I do know. So excuse me. Isiaku um, is a dope ass name. Though. Right. It's beautiful. Uh, his father was one of Nigeria's foremost industrialists in the 70s and 80s. So Abdul Samad, the founder of the BUA group, uh, that's why he just went on ahead to focus on the concentrating of manufacturing, infrastructure, and agriculture and producing a revenue in excess of $2.5 billion. He's also the chairman of the Nigerian Bank of Industry, which is just a really cool name, the Nigerian Bank of Industry. Um, <clears throat> the Nigerian Bank of Industry is basically the oldest and largest development finance institution. It's currently operating in Nigeria and owned by the Ministry of Finance Incorporated uh, Nigeria. And it's uh, private shareholders. Like there's a whole bunch of people that are part of that. But he's banking like really important stuff, not like foolishness. Like, and I hate to downplay anybody's thing. I'm just saying, like, when you're in these circles, how do you look at other people's things? But it's not like cosmetics and stuff, but it's still all kind of science based when you're thinking about cement and refining sugar. So it's funny that all of these businesses have some sort of factory component, making me think back to uh, Fran and the, you know, could it harm other Mm -hmm. people? So that's all. I'm just kind of stuck <laughs> there now thinking about all these factories, but hopefully it's not. That, would be, that would be me as a billionaire. So how'd you make yours? Mm-hmm, I'm judging. <laughs> I'm judging. Not you a JB, a judgy billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. A friend, so how'd you make yeah. your money? <laughs> and you know what, friend? Maybe that's your calling. Maybe that's how you will make your billions, right? You will go in as Wouldn't like a that consultant. Wouldn't be ironic? Right? You would go in as a consultant to other companies and see like where they might be slipping on uh, worrying about people or not. And be like, you need to hire a, a person in this position that cares about the rest of these people. So you don't got to care about everybody. You just hired a bunch of people that care. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize. And then it's like, they're going to make a bunch of money. They're going to come back and be like, damn, friend, here's a whole island. You can be like, uh-uh, cash. Like, and then they're going to be like, well, here's both. And then like, well, damn. Like how to, then, uh, how to be rich and good. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you should do like workshops. You should, you should walk around and be like, I offer workshops to billionaires. <laughs> and then... Maybe like it's a billion dollar buy-in, you know, to prove. No, no, I'm <laughs> Not a billion dollar buy-in. I mean, you got maybe. enough to spare. <laughs> I mean, all the time. Uh, Rabiu, he is number five on the list of uh, Africa's billionaires. I told wow. y'all, amazing. I mean, number five. That that means the top ten Africans bank more than most of the black people. Uh, well, the top five in the world already, but um. Oh, he's number six on this list. That's crazy. I also want to point your attention to uh, Mike Adenuga. Uh, no relation to Julie, I could find. <laughs> I was like, is this Julie Adenuga, daddy? Um, no, it's not. Mike Adenuga is a Nigerian billionaire businessman, and he's the third, well, at the point, at, at some point, he was the third richest person in Africa. His company, Globacom, is Nigeria's second largest telecom provider, uh, operator, and 
also has a presence in Ghana and Benin. He owns stakes in the Equatorial Trust Bank and the oil exploration from Conoil, a formerly consolidated oil company. His net worth on Forbes when he was on the list was $7.3 billion, so that's why he was higher before. But now in his real-time net worth, he is $6.3 billion. So we've lost a billion. We don't know what's happened to it. Maybe it's a billion going back into investments to come back as $2 billion later. We don't know. These are the stakes that rich people have to deal with. So when you hear these changes, don't be like, oh, he broke now or whatever. You know, still can get a bag or <laughs> 10 from now. a rich nigga. Just right. saying. His oil exploration outfit pr- operates six oil blocks in the Nigeria, in the Niger Delta. Um, I don't know geography, so I can't really tell you much about that. But the fact that there are six oil blocks operated, that just sounds expensive to me. Like, like because oil is just such a, a, a thing anyway. Sound like anyway, each block worth a million. Right. Math. Super random, interesting fact. Adenuga got an MBA at Pace University in New York, supporting himself as a student by working as a taxi driver. While y'all cussing these taxi drivers out, rude asses. Be this motherfucker be nice. was riding around, cleaning up, puking his taxis, <laughs> uh, passing black people on the street. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And then went home and made a bunch of money, like billions. Like said, fuck all that bullshit, I'm done with this cab, and like really made something of himself. So to be able to go to it's school... Drive a cab, which I don't even know what the hours would be like for that, but I can only imagine like the before the Uber, uh, the Uber times, how hard that was and how crazy that was. But he made his money and now he has way more money to show for that. So shout out to Mike Adenuga. I would like some money. All right. (laughs) I have one. I'm just going to share one more person. I made like a list of 15. I didn't know if this was going to go long or short, but I'm just going to share one more person. Then we're going to be done. I just wanted to share the Africans because like I said, this was, you know, this is the... This is the African Prince segment of the show for people looking. Now, again, I don't know if they're married or not, but every relationship is different. So you'd have to discuss that with the billionaire and and said spouse if you ever enter a circle close enough to either. Are there any African women on the list? African women on the list. Uh, Not from what I can see on this list that I have here, but there is a there is an African billionaires list. So let me click on that really, really quickly. We can find out later for the second time. I just wondered if the yeah. on the list you were referring to, we had not from what I can see at first glance, but okay. that does not mean that it's not true. But number one on this particular list is the last person that I was going to mention. His name is Aliko Dangote. He is the richest uh, man in Africa. He's his industry is manufacturing. His net worth is $13.9 billion. Well, it was $13.9 billion. It was $14 billion when he was uh, listed on the billionaire's net worth list uh, published in April. But his real-time net worth is $14.2 billion, which is funny because it's more than what he was listed on the real-time, but apparently he's down $4 million uh, today. So he's still getting money. So that's crazy to look at crazy to watch but aliko dangote he's he found he founded and chairs dangote cement the continent's largest cement producer he owns 85 percent of a public trade of publicly traded dangote cement through a holding company dangote cement has the capacity to produce 48.6 million metric tons annually and has operations in 10 countries across africa after many years in development uh, his fertilizer plant in Nigeria began operations in mid-2021. The refinery has been under construction since 2016 and is expected to be one of the largest oil refineries once it's complete. Whew, that was... That must be refinery 30. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that was good. It was. Um, he I is the... You know sem- what? This Go ahead. Just- 
15 billion dollars like what (laughs) my brain can't even wrap itself around that i don't know and then not to quantify all that business to go along with it like it's like whoa that's just like like you have to quantify all of that money coming because y'all know how it is now to quantify the the money coming into your business and having to break down what's personal outside of that too so you're looking at all that business money and then sometimes you still have all that personal money left over too what a mind fuck (laughs) see here's here's the thing so and i have this question for y'all so I saw a, a woman who owns like a shop. I forget. I think it was like a vintage shop in Hollywood in Cali, right? <clears throat> and she was saying and she was sharing. <laughs> she was sharing. And she's like that typical vintage shop owner that you're thinking of, like with the red hair and like the lace outfit with the combat boots, you know the eclectic. One. So she's <laughs> right, those eclectic cool girls. So she was sharing that. If she were to not pay her employees, I think she mentioned having like four or five, a livable wage with insurance, you know, she could Mm. definitely make more. She's like, if I followed the more traditional capitalist route, I would be making half a million dollars a year. But her workers would be making minimum wage, you know, so that would be the traditional business model. But she makes... I think she mentioned something about like just like a little over six figures, maybe a little above the hundreds um, so that they can make a livable wage. So that's the trade off. You know, it's like, do you want your employees to feel good and not have this crazy turnover? Because that's the other thing, too. When it's not sustainable, you have a higher turnover. You're constantly firing. People just leave leave because it's like this don't really mean that much to me. But if someone is able to pay their rent, go to the dentist if they need to go to the doctor if they need to you know they can put gas in their car they can have a car (laughs) they can they don't have to have a million roommates you know what i'm saying just to like survive that's gonna have a different energy running through your body when you go to work period absolutely and i believe that that is the value in that i believe the value is in relationship building and showing that kind of loyalty up front you know, it's providing that sort of security. But how do you for do that if you have seven thousand employees? <laughs> you create a business model that allows you to, and maybe that is the work that will differentiate you from the average businessman. Oh, that is not going to yeah. make it to the because I don't know level. anyone that does that. You I literally don't think that model exists. Like that maybe is it my doesn't, issue. But maybe there's a way that you can figure out to implement as many ethical business practices on a on a immediate level where the employees feel it like as from you jumping. can you yeah know what i'm saying and that then begins the that begins that creates the culture of your corporation like people know that if yeah. they work for your company that's the experience they'll have and those are the benefits that right. they'll receive automatically it motivates them to do a better job which will ultimately like make you more money so True. maybe she's happy. Kind of like with people at Trader that. Joe's, where you mm. meet people that work at Trader Joe's, they tend to, at least the ones I've spoken to, love mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. They're like, yep. you get bomb benefits. Yep. The money's like good enough, you know, considering the job. And 
that to me, you always see them. They seem happy to be there. <laughs> we know somebody that, that work at Trader Joe's and been there right. and loves it. Yes, <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they seem fine. Like, this is a great career choice. Yeah. And so that to me is what I would feel good seeing more than yep. like me stunting in the mouthy coast. Like, I would love to do both, but I don't want to sacrifice one for the other. And I don't right. think you should that's have really to. That's really what it comes down to. I think yeah, that's, that's your work to. to figure out how mm-hmm. to get it done. That's what makes you the boss. You know what I mean? When you mm-hmm. figure out how to get that shit done and you implement those practices, you've earned your title and you've earned the respect that comes along with running like shit a around true that motherfucker. Hell yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and even now, like, we don't do shitty business with people now. We pay people what they're worth and we do business with people. We come to That's the gate true. with a fair offer that represents the seriousness of our inquiry in the first damn place. I don't do, we don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe in doing bad business and I damn sure ain't been a part of no bad business good. executed on yeah. behalf of the friend zone. So, but yeah. that's that. I mean, to your point though, friend, there are probably people out there that would listen to this and, and just be like, y'all care too much. Are y'all worried about the wrong, yeah. like, feelings? Oh, yeah. huh? Just get people. someone yeah. to do it. So that's, that's why, why it's we like, have the billionaires we have because most people do not give a yeah. fuck. They're going to make their coin regardless. And you know what? That's why I hate. Like, I hate it when we did the billionaire space race, right? Like, there's so much bullshit in the world. But, like, here these motherfuckers are, like, competing to get to space. But there's that other part of me, because I am such a space case and I was watching on TV, I wish we were there. I can't wait to get there because I I love watching Mm -hmm. TV shows where these motherfuckers aren't arguing or worried about money. They're literally sitting up here just getting to the damn story. And when money comes up, it's a joke because it's like, what the fuck is that? They're like, oh, you know, back in the 21st century, people were handing out these little pieces of whatever swiping these magnetic cards and they're like why did they do that like they're looking at us trying to figure out why did like they reached a point as humans where everybody is sustained if not happy you know so it's like i wish people when they were hiring people like that lady in hollywood she would hire people and be like look you know this is how much you're gonna make you should be able to live off this this isn't like you know no pork and beans i just want you to be able to work and be happy blah blah because a lot of people they'll get a job that only supplements some of their income and some people are happy and they get that side job. So they're like, I don't really care about this job. And sometimes they're like, well, fuck this job and leave. But some people are happy and they're like, I don't really give a fuck about this job. But because the job is so easy or they you know, don't mind it so much, they stay for years and years. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. So if you have like a some sort of industry that you work in where you do have this model of like managers or uh, CEOs or whatever heads that actually really cared about that, I feel like that would be super lucrative and I feel like it'd be not only giving back to people being able to sustain and survive themselves, but they would be able to help other people out. They'd feel good about randomly stepping outside themselves for strangers for no reason. I feel like potentially this is all, of course, more sci-fi fantasy going on in my head. But (laughs) the main reason I wanted to talk about all these black billionaires is because it's Juneteenth weekend and it's like a get money blessing. So I want all my niggas in the whole wide world to get some money. Uh, we talked about a bunch of different industries, whether it was entertainment, fashion, music, cosmetics, cement. all the way to cement, sugaring. <laughs> sugaring. There's so much opportunity in IT. Uh, I didn't even mention anybody in like a uh, space or any type of manufacturing such as that. But black people, we have been doing the damn thing. There are so many examples of that. And I want to continue to showcase that. And I love us for real, unlike Mo Worldwide. <laughs> um, <laughs> And Not that's really. that's really it. I, I wanted to play a little game afterwards, but we really answered most of the questions that I was going to ask. Like, I was going to ask about, do you like, uh, would you want to be a billionaire? But I feel like, friend, we really kind of nipped that in the butt. We but, answered that. <laughs> but let's just real quick, and we can end right. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like, friend, you're really onto something. And Dustin, you've got like 
really great billionaire energy too. So like, let's just really put this together. Like, what could this look like? Like, what type of industry or business could you put together? Because I feel like maybe this was the basis of like Mary Kate and Avon. Like when they were doing door to door sales, they were like really just trying to keep it in the streets and you know have face value. But I don't know if the necessarily the commissions or payouts were that good. I don't know. I was a child when all this was happening around me. But <laughs> like, what could a company do? What could companies even do today if they wanted to be pushing a billionaire status to give their employees more incentive to want to stay or become better employees? Another identify. Yeah, Pay identify the needs. Yeah. That's Pay it. Better. Pay them better. Yeah. Pay them a livable wage and and create a culture, even though I hate that word because it gets abused in the in the offices, but create a culture yes. that is, right, that is sustainable and community-based. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand we're working for you and your particular goal, but at the end of the day, you wouldn't be where you're at without us. So treat us like a fucking human. You know, I'm not a lab rat. <laughs> like, you know, treat people like humans. That's it. Like, I think that's why for me, it's 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 challenging in my brain to see life that way. Because even like on a smaller scale, like when I'm working with these bigger corporate brands for campaigns, right, for example, there's an energy in how they they uh, conduct business and and even the phone calls and the meetings a very different energy depending on how big the company is. And then when I have smaller companies, the way that they talk to me, you know, there's like a, a respect that's just different. I can't explain yep. it. There's like a humanity there <laughs> that I've noticed, yep. and and I think even in me just thinking of my future and things that I want to get into, it's always just, I don't know. It's always more mom and pop because mom and pop has soul, you know? And if there's a way to be larger and be mass production, but still have soul, I don't see how that works together. Do you get what I'm saying? Like once, mm -hmm. like let's take Haas, for example, her resonance apothecary. It is such great work. I mean, such great work. She's had offers from all kinds of shops and stores that you could possibly imagine. And there's a part of her that can see that trajectory. Like, sure, you know, put my apothecary within, let's just say, like Target. But don't right. you understand how that's going to change her relationship to this, to this brand now? You know, because yeah. now it's a machine. Yep. It don't have the same love like her and her team making these small batches from their heart to their community it's just a different energy so that's what i'm saying i'm i'll stop from saying which one is right or wrong but it's just mm -hmm. a different energy in your body with how you relate to that business like loan yeah. loan i love working with them they're like my family they'll text me and ask me like this past month that i've had a hard time they were on me checking sending me packages like food Come on, the average brand I work with don't even know my like what right. my week is like. They're There's just right like, difference. where's the content? Right. <laughs> but with Loan, I've been working with them for almost a decade and it's become a family for me. I don't even really work with them anymore. If you think about it, I haven't had any like campaigns. So it's not about that. It's just connections, people. And if we do want to work with each other, we can. And yep. I feel that in my heart more. 
You know what I'm saying? So like Dustin said, maybe that is something to create. Like how can you be an ethical billionaire? But I personally just don't see how, like when you really think about a billion, $1 billion, how much that is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a lot of work. And if you're paying people livable wages, it's going to be a lot fucking harder to get there. It just is. Yes. And that's something I wouldn't be willing to sacrifice. I wouldn't be willing to sacrifice someone's, well-being so that i can stunt on forbes i can't i won't sleep i'll be in the mouthy coast drinking and sad as fuck well (laughs) when i mean unfortunately because i hear everything that you're saying friend asante's like well i'll send you pictures (laughs) (laughs) not that but i'm just thinking you know what i'm saying like imagine because imagine like your your dream in your heart like it it it's like it, you envision the whole body. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're just looking at the skin of the face and you're like, yeah. Like you're imagining like the inside and the out. Sometimes mm-hmm. when people, and I'm not blaming anybody or trying to make it seem because I'm still a broke nigga, right? Um, but no, like sometimes not. people might, well, no, that. I'm not. But you know, <laughs> if it's fucking Aliko or one of them, yes, I might be, unless he decided <laughs> to break me off a little something. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just think about like how some of these things might've been birthed from a dream or a passion in one way. And so like when you keep running towards that, sometimes you might not even know that some of these things are happening or you might feel them when it's too late. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking about like, if my dream was to create like the next computer chip that does X, Y, and Z, and then I don't realize that to manufacture enough of these chips it's going to displace uh, a part of the right. U.S. or a different country or some bullshit. Right, but right. I know that the chip's about to be made and it's about to help a whole bunch of people. So it's like, now nah, I have to play this sacrifice game. So that's a whole different thing. But my dream is to help. So at all costs. So I, I see that happen in all different ways. And that's one thing that does scare me because if I do get in a, a good groove and it's like, yeah, I get to smoke my life away and get paid. And they're like, <laughs> oh damn sorry we actually putting some niggas out of a farm i'm like well don't put the niggas out like hell not nah. but i don't find out until like way after and they're like right. hey that's the nigga that didn't put us out of our farm and i'm like i had no idea had i known i would have you know seen if we could have partnered or i could have rented a plot or something and went on to the next <laughs> so i just imagine how someone could get caught up and how some might not even think that they could get caught up but mm-hmm. i i hear you i just um for all the niggas listening, I just want you to take, <laughs> I, I do want you to take what Fran is saying into consideration. I absolutely do, because I do want us as a people to do better and elevate and, but I want us to do it with passion or in passion. So it's not like I'm saying, hey, if you broke, go out and get a different job. I'm trying to just name a bunch of different things. And if somebody feels something different calling them, they answer that call and like really run into that and go for it. But I just like a lot of different, like I like a lot of various information because I like mm-hmm. to just, like, that's really how you succeed in business. That's how you succeed in music. That's how you succeed in any field that you're in. But business alone, like, there's just so many different uh, fields, aspects, things that haven't even been created or thought of so yet. So many possibilities. Yeah. Endless. Endless. Mm-hmm. And so I try to lean into that more so than space when I'm on this show. Hence this billionaire episode. So I hope you all listening out there enjoyed. If you are familiar with any of these billionaires or if you would like to highlight any of them, let us know in the comments below. But do not, <laughs> not tweet them on Twitter familiar. or... <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, somebody. If he's your uncle, let if us you, know. Any relation, you know what I'm saying? Any kind of, you know, a foot in the door type relation, you know, FaceTime call type really relation, any type of relation. <laughs> 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 so, yes. 
That has been what did y'all say this episode? What y'all gonna name it? Keep him breathing. That's that is it. how you that is how we are keeping him breathing this week on the front zone. That does I'm about it. to go lay down. Five thousand thread count. That doesn't you this week. <laughs> <laughs> this is the friend zone. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I'm in the zone. Well, this is actually interesting, like I said earlier, that Asante chose a conversation about billionaires <laughs> because I, too, chose a conversation about billionaires for my wellness segment. Um, this is not a black billionaire, though. This is a conversation about Mark Cuban, who founded a video portal, apparently, called Broadcast.com. So he was on that streaming shit before streaming was streaming, Okay. Uh, with fellow Indiana University alum Todd Wagner. And they he founded this in 1995 and then sold it to Yahoo for $5.7 billion in wow. 1999. So in 99. I'm like, is that ethical? Because it's a website that he sold. You know, like who got hurt in that? But I don't know who was helping run the back end either. You know what I'm saying? Like when they outsource people from different countries to like do the back end tech stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't know. No, you're just, so you're know trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out whether I'm people got hurt or the just integrity. the computers. Whether what people are confused. <laughs> Severance, right? That's so funny. Cause it's probably what it is. Whatever the case, that's how he made his money off of creating this website and then selling it literally four years smart. later. Talk about super goals. smart. So yeah. today, so smart. Today he owns the NBA's Dallas Mavericks and has stakes in Magnolia Pictures as well as a dozen small startups. And they're saying he does not come from money. He was a kid who sold stamps door to door in Indiana. <laughs> so that just wasn't his thing. Like he's not, you know, how some people will talk about their money, but it's like, okay, but this came from your grandfather's right. fucking real estate. This is right. not the case. So why am I highlighting Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban has a new website that he created called costplusdrugs.com. And Cost Plus Drugs Company is a is a digital pharmacy that cuts out the middleman. So medications that you might be that you might need on a monthly, daily, weekly, whatever your frequency your, um, mm-hmm. your need is, right? Your frequency, he has I mean, it is sad what the pharmaceutical come. We all know big pharma is a mess, but there are people that have medications that cost nine thousand dollars, and you can get it for like fifty bucks. On this, this is website. great. And this is people that have diabetes. I mean, it's, it ranges. Right now, obviously, it's a new website. It just launched this year. So they only have like a hundred different generic medications, but obviously he's this is his passion project and it's only going to continue growing. Damn. Um, they got medications the website, for everything. 
literally everything. So if you're someone who's on medication and you've been having a hard time uh, maintaining the payments for it because it's so expensive, please check out this website. It's, I've heard it be life-changing mm. for people. Um, I'm sure. He has a, on his mission statement, right? Could you imagine on his mission statement? He said, we started Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company because every American should have access to safe, affordable medicines. If you don't have insurance or have a high deductible plan, you know that even the most basic medications can cost a fortune. Many people are spending crazy amounts of money each month just to stay healthy. No American should have to suffer or worse because they can't afford basic prescription medications. So he breaks down, you know, why this was such a mission statement for him. And then you, it's, the website seems really simple. I'm actually on it right now. How they mm. break down. Let me see. Are you on it? I see you click clack. Yeah, you can literally, you can literally acid reflux, mental health, glaucoma, find your seizures, yeah. diabetes, high They have a browser. It says how cost plus drugs works. They have all medications available listed on their site. And once you find your medication, if it's on the site, you'll need to request a new prescription from your U.S.-based provider to place an order through this site. And then they'll price your drugs. There's only like a 15% fee. Obviously, the, the company still right. has to sustain. But considering that some people mark up the drugs a thousand percent you know 15 percent is yes. is sustainable and a much better model so check him out once again that's costplusdrugs.com where you laughing asante just looking at all of the medications that made you laugh right and it's so it's like it's sad how expensive pe- these pharmaceutical companies are selling it for it reminded me of that guy I remember the one that he had like made wu-tang make an album for him and he had was it Andrew Shkreli or something like that do y'all remember him and he was like really wealthy and just to do it he bought some medication and then marked it up so that the people what? couldn't afford it I have to find his it was like Andrew, Andrew Shkreli Latin? oh I don't know Martin 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 Shkreli is that it Martin yeah is it talking about medication the hip-hop record was marketed by the Wu-Tang Clan as a piece of art. Shkreli handed it over to the U.S. prosecutors in 2018 after being convicted of defrauding investors. Maybe yes, not that that's one. him. And okay. they said he was... Oh, this is what it was. He had raised the price for a medication, anti-parasitic drug called Daraprim. He raised it from $13.50 to $750 per pill in 2017. Because he he obtained the manufacturing license, so basically that's a five thousand four hundred and fifty five thousand fifty five percent increase. Like what? That's all, that's that's terrible. Just because he had the money and could obtain the license, yeah. And these are people that these are wow. like life saving drugs. That imagine you have your meds, you know when to pick them up you have your schedule and it went from $13 to $7. What would the people do Asante? Like, Why they call this, when they seen that pricing they call this nigga farmer, What bro. would they do no, shut up because it's pride. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He said I know. But you see like there are people that that do this. Uh, why why is his nickname farmer bro? Because he's a farmer bro. <laughs> he's an asshole. He 
the people are like him that, you know, create these private companies and obtain these licenses and can hike it up. And literally that's how they make their living. It's just like another investment property in a way, which is so crazy to me. Um, uh, as well as big pharma just being trash altogether where, you know, they create these prices knowing that people need it. It's just a business model. So thanks to Mark Cuban. I'm a fan of like, you know, I don't know how you made your billions necessarily, but at least he's putting it towards mm-hmm. good and community because this I is this beautiful, idea. like cutting out the middleman. Yeah. Going straight to the manufacturer not having to deal with none of these pharma so bros. Helpful. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So once again, that's costplusdrugs.com, C-O-S-T-P-L-U-S-D-R-U-G-S.com. Check if you're someone on medications, any medication of any kind, please go on this site, put it into the browser and see how this can be of service to you. Shout out to this billionaire. <laughs> and that's it for this week's <laughs> wellness segment. Mr. Music Man, what you got for us this week? Not a lot. I'm just going to talk about a couple things. <laughs> then we're going to get right to the songs to play. Okay. Hey. Um, really quickly, last week I talked about Megan the Stallion, her video for Plan B. Uh, right off the heels of that, Mugler has dropped a visual uh where they are giving Megan the Stallions, or they're show, showcasing the jeans that she has with Mugler, the collection. Um, the visual, it's got Bella Hadid in it, Amber Valletta. Um, it's like a TikTok inspired. Amber Valletta. Uh, Haven't heard right. that name in years. Like, I remember watching her on Revenge or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Revenge? Did anybody watch mm-hmm. Revenge? Oh my I God. I watched Revenge. <laughs> it was just so random. But um, I thought that it was cute that she did this visual. It was a nice high fashion ratchet. Shout out to Megan the Stallion. Continue to do hot things because hot girls do hot things. Speaking of hot girls doing hot things, it is the, and maybe as of a few days ago, but we are on the fifth year anniversary for Scissors Control. So Scissors has dropped a deluxe version for Control. Oh, I saw that with like mm-hmm. new songs, right? Five new songs. Or yes, something? there are five new songs. Um, one of them is I did not have this up. I was just like, oh yeah, don't forget to talk about Scissors, and didn't pull it up. But basically, it's a deluxe for Control where she includes the five new songs towards the end of the project. Um, a lot of the songs you might, or a few of the songs rather you might have heard on YouTube if you were one of those types of fans like I might have been she does drop the alternate version for uh, Love Galore on there but then there's uh, Miles Percolator Tread Carefully Awkward and Jody. and 2am was floating around YouTube uh, for a long ass time too but um, I have listened to only a couple of them I saw some feedback on Twitter talking about she hasn't changed but these songs are old so what? Right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I just they thought that was. Didn't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a deluxe. It would have been funny. It would have been odd to drop a deluxe for this with new stuff on it. I guess, but I guess people do that. I don't know. I, I appreciated the deluxe. It. I when I listened to Control, then I was appreciating it for what it was. Not that I felt. I wasn't listening to Control being like, I feel like this. This is how I am in my life right now. It was like, oh, that's cute. I remember feeling like that, you know? So hearing these songs, it felt very in the spirit of Control and how I appreciated it then for what it was. And it's more of that, and I appreciate it. It's not like I thought that she was going to give us, like, a a new sound or a preview for the next, because then I would have been pissed off, and I'd been like, bitch, where is the actual album? (laughs) Like, I would have been upset. So that's why I like that it was just a continuation of this, because Control, I remember being like a such a, a moment then so to get the rest of it was kind of like cool 
So shout out to you, SZA. She's telling us that she's still in the game without doing features because she's been doing a lot of features. She's letting y'all know she's still around and she was killing the features, okay? So <laughs> shout out to you, Solana. Excited to see you come back. Um, Beyonce is doing something. That's all I know. There's literally nothing that goes here, but we are on B-Watch. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on B-Watch. I hate feeling like this because she could easily just drop uh, an Ivy Park box. I don't know. But... Beyonce is coming. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just don't know what she's going to do. And then, she, I mean, hell, she might drop the Ivy Park box with the album. Or it'd be cool if you buy the album, then you scan something in the first however many get an Ivy Park box. I don't know. Anyway, I just wish I could get an Ivy Park box. <laughs> Anyone at Parkwood. Um, Yes, that's it. That's all I have for the, uh, damn, the artist to mention. I just wanted to mention Megan Thee Stallion. And, of course, Scissors Control, because I'm going to play one of those songs probably. But... I had to mention Beyonce for those of you that did not know that we are on B-Watch because we are on B-Watch and I hate this feeling. So that is it. Now I would like to turn to you, friend, and then you, Dustin, to know what songs you have been listening to. So tell me, friend, what have you been over there vibing to? <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something else and it made me think of Cancun and I don't know why I thought about Cancun again. Oh, gosh. You're Cancun. welcome. That was awful. <laughs> What a terrible <laughs> show. <laughs> I've been listening to instrumentals. Mm. Just, you know, you know when you're in that headspace where you don't want to hear nobody's thoughts or words or nothing. Have you been singing so. a riff or have you just been listening? Of course, you can't help it. <laughs> you're just walking around the house singing. But Agape um, okay. by Nicholas Britell or Britell. It's actually from If Beale Street soundtrack, Could Talk. by the way. From that movie really beautiful soundtrack but for some reason that song has kind of been in my head and I randomly was like why is this in my head it's just playing so I listened to it and then have just been glued for the past week so uh, Nicholas Britell his last name is B-R-I-T-E-L-L and this is how it goes It's weird because it's like melancholy, but then it's hopeful, but then it's yeah. sad, but then it's sweet. And then it feels like love, but also heartbreak. And it feels like summer, but also like, I don't know. It's just, it's so layered and complex. And every time I hear it, I feel every emotion. I'm like, what a beautiful track. Like, 
Shout what out. a beautiful track. So that's what Shout I've out to been Regina playing. King. That's all. Shout huh? out, that song just made me think about Regina King, Bill Street, everything she experienced when she lost her son. Just shout out to Regina King. Sending her good good vibes and love. Oh, man. Shout out to Regina Oof. King. Yes. Sending love every day. Um, and then this one is because of TikTok. <laughs> Come on, TikTok. TikTok. Oh Lord. They will get you with a song, boy. Like the way motherfuckers will play out a record on that damn site. Hell yeah. I mean, God, <laughs> it's yes. like shoved down your throat. But this TikTok, one TikTok. is really pretty, though. It's uh, Hiroshi Suzuki, and it's called Romance. They would have been on the Crooklyn soundtrack. Don't you feel that? Like the scenes where the kids are running through the neighborhood playing, where they would just play music and the kids would be sitting in the brownstone, like those B-roll shots. This would be playing. And so would the other track from Bill Street. And that, if you know me, you know I love anything that just feels like you're sitting outside on a stoop in New York. You make yeah. anything that feels like that, I'm sold. And that's what these songs feel like to me. They feel like totally New York summers. You get what I'm saying? Like that moment where you're with your friends or someone you love and you're just like, damn, this is a good fucking day. That feeling. Hell so yeah. that's kind of where I've been with music. Just a lot of instrumentals. And you know what? Shout out to Iman Omari too. Because um, he has a ton of albums that are just like instrumentals, just his production with no words. And I think that that's so cool when artists put stuff like that out. Cause you can yeah. just vibe out, kind of get lost in it without necessarily, you know, having to be still tainted. being in their vibe too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, Iman Omar, if you know anything about his production, it is such a vibe. Like you don't even need words. He's just so skilled and talented at, at what he does. So that's where I'm at. That's where I've been. And those are my two picks. All right. Dustin Ross, what you got? What you been listening to? We finna go old school. The Stephanie Mills, you putting a rush on me.
Right, maybe next time. Next time. Right, I so love that production. One, right? I love that production. <laughs> that's a slug. Like, <laughs> Like all that time, eighties vibes. Sometimes you need that, don't, right? Don't, don't, don't. The next Sounds song good. I'm gonna play is by the RZA off of his RZA as Bobby Digital album. It's a classic. It's called Daily on, Routine. Range. It's a Kinetic Nine. The chief noble, oval shaped total, controller of the global, mobilize a thousand MCs, rap proposal, shapes and mojo, taste will hold you hostage, beats will fold you like a wallet, flies get spotted once they spotted, infrared dotted head, red target. Yo, yo, we smoke blunts, choke weight, bust shots, attend wakes, baby make, pay rent, stay bent, drink red label, duck from Jake's, be flagrant. Keep the gear pressed, paranoid of Loizoid. You fight like Jiva, just the hyperzoid noise. High achiever, mind confused like a Tiva. Thoughts connect like the quarterback to the wide receiver. Stay blunted, drinking Cokey 900. Ever funny all my niggas on the battle zone. Thoughts slip before the chains and whips. On the good ship, Jesus, before Kimet was caught Egypt. Before the bloods and crips, tomahawks and pimps. 18 Puma space. Yeah, little Bobby Digital. Play. We going old school. It's all old school shit I'm playing today. The last song I'm going to play is by P-Dub, a.k.a. Pretty Willie, and it's called Four Walls. I know we're not supposed to be doing this. Freakum song. <laughs> <laughs> that was a journey. Thank you. <laughs> Fred, what was the name of that TikTok song? It was it's called Romance by Hiroshi Suzuki. It sounds like a song and I can't think of what it sounds like and I'm so mad. But I have It'll to come just, to you. Send, Keep listening to I it. I have to send that later. It sounds well oh yeah, no, this is um <laughs> I said I was going to play one of Scissor's songs. I don't know where my cell phone went. I was trying to find it, but I have my iPad here. Thank God. Hopefully you can hear from here. Uh, I said I was going to play a song from Scissor's Control Deluxe. I am going to play uh, Tread Carefully because that is one of the songs I feel like people might be least familiar with. But yeah, there's all, there's seven songs here that were added. Two have been around for sure, but maybe four of them have been around for a minute. So okay. um, this song Sound is Tread Carefully. Days. Mm-hmm. Some SoundCloud, maybe uh, YouTube rib, uh, who knows, right? But this song is Tread Carefully. You wonder why I don't come around like I used to, be around like I used to. It's 
So yes, SZA just, y'all know how SZA do. That's why I have to play that. Because I just really enjoy SZA's little emo uh, sideways singing ass. Like, I just appreciate it. I enjoy the art. Um, the the I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dicey about who I'm playing today. This nigga makes music that might not be for everybody. I tried to mention this project once before because it was called Do It For Demon. Everybody was instantly off of it. So sorry that it's called that. Do It For um, Demon. Do It For Demon. Uh, this next okay. artist, his name is Sa Baby. Uh, I mean, the re- part of the reason that it's called that is because of some anime references. Wow. I, hmm. And some of it, uh, like one of it, one of them for sure. Because uh, uh, everyone's sad. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so this is my world, right? There's an anime called Bleach, and there's a young guy named uh, Ichigo, Ichigo Kurosaki. So, exactly. oh, this is funny. There's a song here called Jody Kurosaki, which is literally about Jody from Baby Boy and Icho. Uh, Ichigo wow. being the same person. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, Ichigo Kurosaki, he is a uh, soul reaper, which basically means he kills demons and stuff like that. So, like, he makes reference to Ichigo in some of the songs, and I think that's super dope. It's super fly. But, <laughs> Dust in your face. <laughs> look, not, not with it. And I, I understand. I get it. I can't but, even, like... <laughs> a, a lot to process. But that's how I am. I like variety and a lot of different things. So, I, the anime is really cool. I'm not going to try to say on anime. That's, like, a whole other thing that I can't even do right now. You ain't got to but, worry with the way this shit sounding up to this point. <laughs> Y'all got that. Y'all got that. Hmm, I'd love to this, hear this. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be off the train yet again, but I love this little project. He, okay. I don't want to uh, name any similar sounding people because I think they are not affiliated and I don't know nothing about no gang shit, no way, but I just don't want to be caught up in nothing. Anyway, um, <laughs> this song is called I See, and I just really like the the vibe of the song. No, actually, I like the song. I, I love the song. Here we go. I see by Saw Baby. I see. I see. Come off to a real bitch that ain't receiving me. It's people around that don't believe in me. Somebody stitch in my ass, you think I'm a tap dancer. Them niggas be stepping. Or they gang, bitch, that's what I'm repping. I don't need a weapon, but still keep a weapon. Just like a condom, bitch, I stay protect. Make his ass his example. We gotta leave a message. Gotta leave a message. Hitting all these bitches, that shit make them wet on. If I change, bitches for the better. He went down the road that said switch on your brother. He ain't had no hope, that niggas a sucker. Do it as dirty like I never loved. Ain't go clean that little nigga, bitch, I gotta scrub him. Third eye open, so how could I trust him? My engine got biceps, I'm riding a muscle. Like a Trojan on fire, bitch, we burning rubber. In the field with my niggas, can't get in my huddle, bitch. Reach for my chain, you go fall in the puddle. Keep a stiff out of bed when your hoe try to cuddle, bitch. I see. <laughs> so that was one of the um more lo-fi songs <laughs> I, I thought i would play something a little softer for this audience but uh there's some shit on that project and i love saw baby i i love the pro- i love the project initially when i mentioned one of the songs before i was kind of like eh, i don't know about this but i've given it some spins uh put some miles on it so shout out to you saw baby um i think that i'm just gonna end the music man segment right there just because there are a couple of artists that I just want to talk a little bit more about. 
I want to maybe give them a little bit of a section. So, yeah, I will leave you with uh, SZA and Saw Baby, and that does it for this week's Music Man segment. Now I would like to give Yay. it on over to Dustin Ross, where we can talk about what you've been watching over here in TV land. So in movie news, there's a conversation going on on the internet right now about the Joker 2 film that's coming. Mm. Apparently it's being written as a musical, and Lady Gaga oh, is in talks too. to play Harley Quinn. So I know a lot of people are turned off by the idea of a musical, especially, you know, people feel such ownership over these movies about, you know, superheroes and shit like that. So they don't want you fucking up the thing. You know what I mean? But I'm interested. I want to see what it's going to look like. And I think Lady Gaga is a great choice to play Harley Quinn, especially if she's going to be singing because Lady Gaga is going to sing and she's going to act. So I think that's a good thing. So let's just keep our eye and our ear to the street about that. And let's see, because I want to know who's going to play the Joker. If Lady Gaga is playing and Harley it's still Quinn, him? isn't it still Joaquin? I don't know. We are gonna see That's if they sing it. Alongside, yeah. Well, you never know. I put Jennifer Hudson up there. Shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can you imagine that makeup on Jennifer Hudson and her singing the Joker role? The Joker ain't got to be no man. Shit, you just got to be. It's funny. weird because I I love musicals, but I don't love watching them on. Like on TV or on the screen, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. I love going to like musicals, Musical like theater. sitting in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. let me sit and watch. That to me makes sense, but I've never really enjoyed, like even a lot of these cartoons that are so cute and so good, and the music is good, but it's always weird to me. Like I can't really get like into in like the just yeah, like breaking out in song and dance in the middle of the story. A lot of it doesn't really hit for me, which is weird because I love music. I love musical theater. I did a lot of it in high school mm-hmm. and junior high, like obviously, mm-hmm. but our time not really my thing. I like uh, <laughs> I like Oklahoma. like dream Oklahoma. <laughs> You say dream girls, yes. That's where I was gonna go with this. Yeah. Dream girls. Well, because that makes sense. Like the story made sense. It was like about music. Right. So that makes it sense made to me. Sense. But but when we're talking about oh, I get it. I just get what you say, because I ain't gonna yeah, disrespect nobody's idea. I random. get it. Um You know what I wonder if if this has to do with that scene that was so popular when Joaquin was dancing down those steps yeah, in yeah. Um, Washington Heights. I yeah. wonder if that's what this is about, where they were like, what if we made what if we the whole it? thing yeah. a musical? Yeah. I and bet. what if it's just a play? What if they're going to come out with this musical? It's going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars, and then they'll be able to open a long-running Broadway show that people will come to see for years and years, like wow. they have The Lion King, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the potential so is there, we'll so we'll see. And then once that happens, there'll be opportunities for actors of color to get in there and really shake that thing the way it needs to be shaken up on Broadway. So I, I think it's a great idea. I'm really interested in seeing what happens with this project. This one musical pivot I'm here for. Next Let's thing see, I want to yeah. talk about is Candy Burris. Now, you know, everybody knows who Candy is. We met her from Escape. I'm not going to go into a long history. We've loved Candy for many, many years. She's been famous for like 30 years at this point. And she's on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She has a show, an after show that she does weekly on her YouTube channel, which is Candy Online, called Speak On It, where she invites mm-hmm. fellow cast members to have their say or offer additional context to what the, the viewers saw in that week's episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which we know she's been a cast member of from season two all the way down. They're currently airing season 14. So she's been there since season two, basically the beginning. So she has this show called Speak On It. 
uh, as we know, Candy has a ridiculously busy schedule as an actress, a Broadway producer, an entrepreneur, thriving businesses, all that shit. So sometimes she's not able to be on the show and she'll have people sit in on her behalf and like interview someone else or she'll have one of her team members like Don Juan, her general manager, she'll have him sit in and interview other people. But sometimes she has her DJ, DJ A1 on the show. And now if you're familiar oh, with any from, anybody from Candy's team, and this is actually what I reached out to you about yesterday, Asante. If you're familiar with anybody from Candy's team, you know that DJ A1 is always around. He DJed her dungeon tour. He DJs yes. the escape tours. He was the DJ on the escape and SWV versus. Um, you've seen, you see her, you see him, basically, right? Hmm. So he said in this week, and he literally just offered commentary on this week's episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which if you're watching this season, you know, this was one of the best episodes of the season thus far. And there was a lot of things that took place in this episode. A lot of a lot of shit was said that was kind of deep and that has, you know, um, garnered a very um, intense reaction and response from Candy in her recent red carpet interviews. I'm talking about the commentary from Marlo Hampton, which we know they have a storied past together, even before Marlo came onto the show in season four as a friend of the cast. Um, Marlo and Candy knew each other because Marlo used to date one of Candy's god brothers. And we all know Candy has a big ass family of, you know, mm-hmm. blood relatives, but also she has god brothers and cousins and things, you know, extended family um, that she has a, a history with. She's born and raised in Atlanta. She knows where all the bodies That's are Atlanta. buried. <laughs> Candy is Atlanta. So, um, <laughs> Marlo went on Carlos King. Shout out to my dog, Carlos King, pulling in all yes. the numbers with his new podcast, Reality with the King, where he's been having these Go interviews ahead. recently that have really been getting a lot of attention, one of which was Marlo Hampton. He interviewed her, oh, and she revealed some things about just her history with the show. You know, there's been a long-running conversation about her holding a peach or becoming an official housewives cast member, a full-time housewife. She existed as a friend to the show since season four in and out sporadically. And this season, season 14 is the first season where she's an actual peach holder. Um, And so, you know, we know that they've teased a big blow up where there are low blows exchanged between her and candy, but they actually had a come to Jesus moment and made up, you know, after that argument that we're going to see play out on the show. And we thought things were good between them, but as the press for this season, they're on episode six, I believe. And as the cast members have been doing press interviews for this season, Marlo has been increasingly and increasingly disrespectful to Candy, to her husband, Todd, to Candy's past, to Kenya Moore, who we know she has a tumultuous relationship, frenemy type relationship with, um, but the things that she's been saying about Candy have just been wild. I'm talking about accusations from Candy's sexual history to saying that Candy doesn't do anything for the black community. She needs to do more for the community, which we know is absurd because we've seen Candy, you know, create brick and mortar businesses intentionally within black communities in Atlanta, you know, in areas where, With where black employees employing black people, employing her family members and everyone around her and her team. Um, and it's just really nasty coming from Marlo. Well, A- A1 did a speak on it. He offered commentary on the whole episode. And it was funny as fuck. He is hilarious. And I didn't know that he had this type of personality. You know, if I say it's funny, it's funny. Okay. And the, the shit he was saying, you know, like, for instance, Sheree Whitfield has also, who we know, OG cast member from season one that left after season four, came back in seasons eight, nine, and 10. 
then left for 11 and 12 and 13. Now she's back on season 14. Um, she has had some nasty things to say to it and has co-signed conversations that were nasty about candy as well and so as a1 was uh offering commentary on the episode he was like look at Shrey sitting outside waiting on tyrone because she was stood up in philadelphia um on last week's episode by her incarcerated but recently released boyfriend tyrone williams who uh, we know is on house arrest so he's limited in his capabilities to you know visit people or, or go within a certain mile radius from you know the place where he's on house arrest how long was he in prison? Um, I don't know, but long enough to warrant that. You know, I think he was right. eight years, something like that. Wow. Hell, I don't know. But what I will say is this. Um, uh, she has had nasty things to say, and A1 had commentary on the show as well, where he was like, look at Sheree waiting outside looking like a fool for Tyrone. But of course, yeah. she's going to wait on Anybody took that long to build a house, no, they're going to wait on a man. And oh. everybody knows it took her like six, oh. seven years to build Chateau Charade, which is a beautiful home. But part, that's part of her story and her history with this show. So just yeah. watch, if you're watching the show, watch his speak on it and go back and watch <laughs> all the speak on this on Candy's YouTube channel because it's always good to have additional context, commentary, insults, whatever they want to give you to supplement what we view on the regular show, which airs on Bravo. That's all I got to say for TV land this week. DJ, drop the beat. (laughs) (laughs) And if you got this far, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. Tons of weekly content up there. Um, That's patreon.com forward slash the friend zone podcast. We will see you there as well. And as always, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.